Hello everyone, welcome to the uh, third VIP broadcast. Uh, my name is Sebastian, I am the Commissioner of Career and Education for the VIP Board of 2021-2022. And next to me is Rosa. Hi, uh, I'm Rosa, I am the Secretary and Commissioner of Diversity and Inclusion of the VIP Board of 2021-2022. And as our guest today we have Marije Schoonbeek. Marije, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yes, my name is uh, Marije Schoonbeek and uh, I am a gezondheidszorgpsycholoog uh, at uh, het UMCG, uh, uh, Department uh, Rehabilitation in Haren, Beatrixwoord. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you for being here today. Yes. Um, yeah, um, so you studied psychology here in Groningen? Yes, it's a long time ago. Uh, I graduated in 2007. Uh, and I did six years of, uh, about uh, 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 the study uh, and I had a really good time here in Groningen. Um, first year uh, I uh, was uh, nominal, I, uh, how do you say that? Uh, mm -hmm. I get all the, all the points. Yeah. And then I uh, discovered uh, the bars and uh, the fit board and uh, stuff like that. Uh, so then I got some uh, delay in the study. Uh, I went to the fit board in 2004, 2005, and it was a really good time. So you said you were a member at FIP. Can you tell us a bit about your time there at FIP? Uh, well, my first experience with the FIP. Uh, was I guess the Almanac Commissie uh, and I enjoyed uh, working together with other students getting to know other people so yeah, because psychology is a big study so it's it's difficult to find uh, friends uh, with all the those people in the college uh, room uh, so I thought I'm going to do something uh, at the FIP and the Almanac Commissie uh, was really was really good I met some nice people and I thought I want to do more uh, and uh, I applied for uh, the secretary job in the FIP board uh, and uh, in 2004, 2005 I, uh, I uh, was a board member um, and I, <laughs> I remember um, a lot of beer, <laughs> a lot of uh, <laughs> jokes. Uh, um, uh, we, we were the first board who uh, went to the constituency bottles. I don't know if all the listeners know what, we, what I mean with that. But uh, uh, so you get to know not only um, members of the study uh, of FIP, but also from other uh, uh, study departments. Uh, so I, I knew a lot of, I uh, got to know a lot of people. And um, my uh, life was all about social context. Uh, drinking beer, drinking coffee uh, for the hangover, uh, sometimes went to college uh, uh, and that was, that was my life for I think two or three years. Well, so it's very fun and uh, yeah. not a lot of studying done no. at that time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, but it, uh, yeah, at, at one time, at one day I woke up and I thought uh, I need to do something with my life. I have, I've had enough beer, uh, it's enough now and I need to, to study. Uh, and I chose a master, uh, clinical, uh, clinical and ontwikkelingspsychology, uh, and uh, I want to, uh, I wanted to be a serious student with with that master. So it was uh, uh, enough uh, uh, fun, and uh, in the master time I got serious and 
uh, went studying every day and uh, with my friends I made with the FIB, at the FIB board. We went to study every day in the library. So it was <laughs> a change of uh, times. Um, so how did you, uh, when did you know that you wanted to do the um, clinical and developmental psychology master? Uh, I guess I, I thought from, uh, I think from the beginning of the study psychology, I was, I was most interested in, uh, in adults. Uh, uh, and also I was interested in psychopathology. So yeah, it was um, for the hand liggend. Uh, mm-hmm. that I, uh, I I choose for the clinic, clinical uh, master and the social uh, well it was the it was the most interesting path for me yeah and, and how long was that master one year one year yeah okay and uh, and after the master what did you um, how did your career path look like then um, I did an internship during the master at um, uh, the hospital in Meppel Mm-hmm. Uh, it was with the medische psychologie, medical psychology department over there. So I got to know uh, with the, um, yeah, the field of medical psychology because in the study psychology you, there was there was no subject medical psychology or rehabilitation psychology, uh, but I was all, all, always interested in um, uh, health, in physical problems, how to deal with physical problems. So. I thought I need to go, of I need to do an internship in a hospital or a rehabilitation center, and I did it in Meppel, and I was really enthusiastic about it, and I knew this is what I wanted to want to do with my, with my study. So I went uh, after I finished uh, the study of psychology. Um, I uh, uh, I applied for jobs in hospitals and rehabilitation centers. Which was very difficult because I was a basis psycholog, uh, and it was hard to find a job. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So during your master, you were doing a medical psychology internship. This is something that um, isn't really a part of the bachelor uh, at this time. Um, can you tell a bit about what you did during your internship? Uh, I went, uh, I think, for a period of half a year, three days a week to uh, Meppel uh, and uh, there was a uh, medical psychologist department at the hospital with I think um, four or five psychologists working there and uh, first I, uh, I worked with the, the psychologists so, so I saw them uh, at work and then at half of my, uh, at the half of my um, internship uh, I was allowed to do intakes by myself and uh, some um, uh, treatments as well. Uh, and uh, they uh, gave me a lot of confidence to do uh, to do with by myself. I I was not only allowed to watch them at work, but also yeah, go ahead, go on, do it yourself. So it was very nice for me to uh, experience with how I. Uh, if I like the f- uh, work as a psychologist, uh, what is your style? Uh, I only knew cognitive behavioral uh, therapy from from the books. I never did it before, so it was uh, was uh, uh, exciting <laughs> uh, and difficult sometimes, but also very uh, nice to experience uh, with that. Yeah, it sounds like you got uh, a lot of freedom. Yes, yes. Because of the supervisor, he was he was really keen to to uh, teach uh, young psychologists. So he he wanted to make me enthusiastic about the field. Well, it worked. 
<laughs> so it was also because of the your supervisor at the at yes. the internship absolutely yes. that, that made you enthusiastic yeah yeah do you think it would have been different if you would have had another supervisor or would you have still found your love for the for the field well i'm a supervisor myself now for uh, um, a young psychologist um, and I think that I uh, I always think about uh, at, at my own supervisor that he gave me space to and freedom and confidence to grow, and I think it's really important that if you have uh, psychology students or or in, uh, interns that you give them the uh, the, the the freedom, uh, and I know it's 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 not always the same as I have had or how I do it, but I think it's important to do it this way yeah okay um so now uh, you are a supervisor yourself mm -hmm. do you also give your interns uh, a lot of freedom to find their own way down i guess i do yes i think it's it's really important that you yeah uh, um, uh, make vlieguren hey you you're uh, you need to meet your patients you you need to make contact you need to to have a good conversation with your patients and the only way of of uh, uh, getting better at that is doing it yourself uh, and it, of course uh, in the beginning the first weeks uh, yeah, interns uh, see how i do it or my colleagues do uh, do it but i think it's really important to uh, go your own way to create your own style um, uh, and to make faults and, and evaluate that with me and go on so yes uh, I hope that I do the same thing as my supervisor but I guess I do it yeah okay so uh, some of you uh, listeners as students might think that uh, the study right now is a very like focused on the theory and focused on like the the, the, the science behind what you will later do but as yeah as you hear from Mariah later in life uh, um, you will focus more on the practical part of it and yeah also well practice go out and it's all about your patience yeah, yeah? and and I think it's uh, it's uh, sometimes uh, the study is not uh, it's so t what you say it's so theoretical uh, and but I, if I look at my work and what do I do during the day it's it's making contact with with my patients talking about their problems and, and all their issues. And yeah, you get better at that if you do it a lot of times. Eh? Uh, so that's the most important thing to do, mm -hmm. if you well, ask me. <laughs> yeah, I think we should take that, uh, take that with us. And how, how did you get to be a, uh, a supervisor? What was the, like, how did you get there? Well, at uh, UMCG is it um, uh, very promoted that you have interns. Uh, the opleidingsbeleid, uh, uh, so they uh, find it really important that we teach young uh, professionals. Um, and I like it myself because I, I think because of my own internship, I, I, uh, I owe my supervisor uh, in that way. And um, I hope that I uh, will uh, see a lot of interns uh, coming. The, in the, in the coming years. Um, yeah, so the, the UMSG is, if, finds it important to educate uh, students and I myself also, personally, I, th I think it's really important to do that. 
Okay. And um, like if you have to spend your time on um, supervising the interns and perhaps giving them feedback and kind of watching what they do, um, does that take time away for from you to do to do the work yourself? Yes, it takes time, but I it's, I think it's a very uh, uh, I think it's an, it's nice to do because interns ask me about uh, what I do and why I do it. If I have an intern with me and I have a um, an intake uh, with a patient. And then the intern asked me about uh, why did you ask this? Why didn't you ask that? Uh, what makes that you uh, etc. So it makes me sharp, and it makes me. Uh, um, I need to 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 ex to explain to the intern why I do such things, and it helps me uh, um, also uh, to be better in my my work myself. So it's a two way uh, thing. And uh, like I said, I, I enjoy seeing young people getting enthusiastic about our beautiful uh, uh, work field uh, um, uh, struggle sometimes with the things young psychologists struggle with and um, uh, maybe helping them some, in some ways uh, uh, by talking to them and learning some things about the field. Well, that's very nice. It sounds like you have really found your your place there. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And now, now to dive a, a bit deeper into uh, what it is, what kind of cases you come across, what is it exactly? What you do? Well, I work at uh, for the uh, UMCG, but I, I work at the special department in uh, Beatrix Hort. It's the heart revalidatie. So I, I uh, only see, um, most of the times I see patients who have something with their heart, a cardiac disease, and um, they struggle with that uh, in all the ways you can think about that. Uh, I see a lot of people with uh, fear of death, fear of uh, fear. Uh, they are anxious to um, uh, to exercise, or they are depressed because they are confronted with mortality or. Uh, uh, the, 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 the fact that their body uh, fails. Um, so it's, uh, there is a lot of psychology in cardiology, I, uh, I can say. Um, so that is what I, I do during the, during the day, <laughs> talking with patients who have something uh, at their heart. Oh yeah, so you work mostly in, in cardiology. Maybe that's not the first thing that you would think of. Maybe no. the first thing you would think of is more like the neurology department. Yes, so that has more we to also do with have that, but yeah. Yeah, but you focus more on the uh, um, how people struggle uh, with their, well, with their disease, with their sickness. Yeah, it is, uh, yeah. Um, well, it, it depends um, uh, on the age. Uh, people get, uh, got sick. Sometimes I see people from like your age to, uh, in the 20s uh, or even younger. Uh, because a lot of people think cardiac diseases are oh, that 60 plus. But it's not true. Uh, there are a lot of young people also with heart problems. So they have um, problems uh, uh, about their, uh, their identity, finding a, a job or... Uh, do I uh, have to start uh, a relationship if I know that I I won't be old, won't be, uh, won't be, uh, uh, or uh, do I uh, want to have children? Is it 
verstandig uh, uh, to do that. Um, and there are uh, people who are, uh, so that's a category I see, but I also see patients who are smoking a lot, are too heavy, uh, do not exercise, do not sport. They want, they must to be motivated to uh, get in their uh, lifestyle. And uh, so lifestyle programs, we, we do a lot of that kind of things. So then uh, the role of the psychologist is more uh, focused on uh, behavioral change. Uh, and there's a lot of existential uh, uh, problems. The people are, uh, most of the people I see were healthy uh, until they got something at their heart. So they were like you and me, there was nothing special and then they, at one day they got sick and they have to deal with it and their family has to deal with it. And well, that's not always easy to do. Yeah. Sounds very, um, like very varied work. Yes, like if you, yeah, more than you expect. Yeah. yeah, so one time you do something, you have to make people or help people change their lifestyles. Yes. And another time you have to help people cope with the, the difficulties that, that come with the sickness. Yeah. So there's, there's and a, sometimes all together. Yeah. And sometimes all together. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of different things that you, uh, that you keep busy with uh, during the day. Yes. Oh yeah. So if you see such a, a varied range of different, um, well, reasons why, why people come to you, mm -hmm. how do you decide which treatment you use? Um, well, I've, I've got a lot of freedom and uh, if it comes to deciding what treatment I do, uh, it's, it's good to tell that I usually people, uh, I usually see patients uh, during three months. Uh, it's not a very long time. So uh, you, you must decide what can I do in that period. Uh, so AMDR is a, is a very uh, helpful treatment because it's, it's really it is quick. Uh, so I, it's efficient. Um, I can do it in a, in a couple of sessions and then people um, uh, do the exercise program. So if, if you are, if for example, you are really scared because you had a heart attack and you you uh, uh, don't dare to to uh, to go on your bicycle or to ha to walk around with your dog, uh, for example, and then they uh, do the exercise program at Beatrix Ward, so they uh, need to uh, walk or to, to sit on a bike, and I do the AMDR for reducing the the uh, the anxiety and the stress. So and then that's uh, uh, you can do that uh, in three months. Um, but that's a very a clear example. Uh, so AMDR, is, uh, I use it a lot. Uh, if you talk about more existential problems, then I, I think I do more uh, uh, from ACT, Acceptance Commitment Therapy, uh, IPT, Interpersonalke Therapy, uh, I use it sometimes. Um, uh, cognitive, uh, uh, cognitive Behavioral Therapy, of, of course, it's in, it's in everything. Uh, uh, so this, so I decide um, uh, on uh, base of psychopathology. What do I see? What's on the? Uh, what's uh, is it depression? Is it anxiety? Or is it something else? Uh, is someone? Uh, is the patient also in treatment at the GGZ? Uh, we we also see patients who are already uh, we we already have mental problems 
and then also get sick at the heart. So that's then you have to uh, talk with the other uh, treat behandelaren. Uh, um, but if I do it my own, then is it is most of the time what is the psychopathology and what can I do in three months with my team with the team I work with. So that's uh, the ground for decision. Okay. Well, sounds like yeah, like exactly you have a lot of freedom to decide yourself what you think um, is the best way to treat someone, and I, I I think that should also get better with the, uh, with experience uh, that you have, mm -hmm. like with the amount like if you treat people longer, you kind of know what um, signs to look for, for example. Um, but you do this all in the Beatrix Ort. Yes. Yeah. For seven and years. The Beatrix Ort is um, in Haren. Uh, which is just south of Groningen for the people who don't know it so it's very close to here Kito is a bit about the place about Beatrixort what kind of a place is it? Well um, uh, people who, who work at the UMCG and come to Beatrixort always say it's a, it's a kind of village <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I think it's the biggest department of UMCG but uh, nobody knows uh, because there are 800 people working at Beatrixort um, uh, you have to you have to come and see because we it's a very nice place because it's surrounded by um, deers and uh, uh, rabbits. Uh, it's very green, so for all the patients, eh, they, they who are um, the clinical patients, uh, they have a good uh, uitzicht uh, if they uh, look mm -hmm. outside, and uh, all the exercise is also in a very nice environment. Um, uh, I think the in in the, the hospital is always busy. There's always short of time. There's always short of time, and in Beatrix Ward, is there's more time for the patient. It's in uh, you go you, people get in the hospital at the ac acute phase, and in uh, we see patients when they uh, uh, are not uh, anymore in the phase of shock. Wow, uh, whoa, this is, uh, uh, I have something at my heart. Uh, I'm glad I'm still alive. They are in the second phase. Wow, what, what is this for impact on me? Uh, so there, is, uh, there are a lot of um, behandelaren. Uh, you have job coaches, physio, physio, physical therapists, dietists, ergo, ergotherapeuten, psychomotherapists, uh, maatschappelijk werkers, uh, psychologists, doctors. Nurses, <laughs> there's a whole team for the patients uh, available to help them get uh, get back get their lives back on track. Oh yeah, it, it sounds like you work with a lot of um, a lot of different people who have like different specialties and, yes. and such. Um, what do you? What is your role normally in um, like this collaboration with all these many many people? Well, I, I, I work dus uh, at the heart revalidatie, so I, on, I only see patients with a heart disease. Um, there is a cardiologist, he, he's our boss, but I, uh, we never see him because everything, uh, the cardiologist is here in the, in the hospital. Uh, and we work with, uh, most of the time, with a physiotherapist, uh, a, specialist, a specialist nurse, I don't know, verpleegkundig specialist, uh, dietist. Uh, and me, uh, psychologist, uh, and all the patients in Beatrix Ward get an exercise program. So movement is the basis of everything. And then there are 
so and I, I see people who also have mental problems and I think two-thirds of the patients we see uh, are seen by a psychologist oh yeah because I, I can imagine that if you work with so many different people who all um, specialize in different in different things is there is there a, a, a lack in knowledge that you notice so for example uh, that you kind of have to bridge what you know versus what they know and have to find a middle ground or so how do you experience that yeah I think if you work in a multidisciplinary team there's always some gray zone uh, so the physio, physio, physical therapist knows something about psychology I know something about physical therapy and move and, and so does everything uh, everyone so uh, uh, it's it's important to uh, to be to stick at your own thing, but it it helps you that you know also a lot about all the other aspects. And we talk about we talk a lot about patients with each other. So there is weekly um, uh, overleg uh, about every patient. So you talk a lot about, and then you you learn about uh, uh, each other's. Uh, work and activities with the patient. Oh yeah, so you so have a weekly meeting about every patient? Yes. And uh, how many patients do you have at this moment? Because I can imagine it like it can easily become... Well, I say week, uh, uh, for the clinical patients it's weekly about every patient and then we have 10 beds so there are 10 patients to talk about. Yeah, we have a, a meeting about uh, those 10 patients and we also uh, see polyklinische patiënten and I think we see 300 patients a year. And um, uh, we, uh, I think every patient is one, uh, uh, once in four weeks. We talk about one. But if there are so, uh, trouble, <laughs> then it's more. Then mm -hmm. it's weekly. Sometimes it's, well, it's weekly. Yeah, so you kind of adjust the amount of attention that you give to a patient yeah. based on what they need yes okay if everything goes normal then it's once in four in uh, four weeks yeah. and if it, there's something going on then it's more so with the multidisciplinary nature of your of your job you of course have a lot of different people who know a lot of different things um well about health and about people in general how do you make sure you um make the best use of that knowledge and do you ever get into conflict with your like interdisciplinary colleagues about uh, stuff like this well i don't think conflicts is a good word for it but discussions yes we we talk a lot about the patients uh, we have um, four kind of programs in the, so every patient get one gets one of the four programs and after the intake we decide with each other with the team which program is most suitable for the pa for that patient, and sometimes it's not that clear, uh, and uh, well, then I uh, think some something else is better than, uh, uh, for example, my uh, colleague from the physical therapy thinks, and then we talk about it, and because of um, uh, the interdisciplinary meetings we have, um, it's always possible to to switch. So yes, sometimes. Uh, we are wrong about some, some patients because we see a patient uh, uh, half an hour and then we have uh, all, we all see the patients uh, half an hour for intake and then you have to decide which program is the best. 
well, I think in 80% of the, the cases, it's, we choose the right program, but in that 20%, yeah, we need to discuss again. Uh, and, uh, and sometimes we switch and sometimes something happens to the patient. Um, so, uh, because the, the illness uh, gets worse or something like that. So then you, uh, you, need, you need to have a flexible mind if you want to work multidisciplinary. <laughs> you, you decide as a team. Uh, but it's all, uh, I think that's um, very toegevoegde uh, waarde uh, than if you decide by your own. Okay. Um, yeah, because of, of course you have a different, um, a different kind of knowledge, but your end goal is in the end always the same. And you, like you, care for, you want to care for the patient and you want to make sure that the patient leaves healthy or as healthy as possible um, but have you is, is being a, a team player uh, is that something you always had or is that something you really had to learn I think I, I always had it uh, uh, I'm a people uh, uh, people I don't know uh, people uh, you, person. yeah people person yes yeah. so uh, uh, I, I love to, to uh, work together with, uh, I, I couldn't think about myself working alone uh, and having my own uh, practice. I don't know that's something for me. So I, I, I really like to work, work together and um, <clears throat> the, I think for, uh, if it comes to multidisciplinary uh, working uh, and, and uh, working with patients who have something on, uh, uh, on their health, I think it's 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 the best to do it multidisciplinary, to and the exercise program and talking about food and a doctor uh, at the background to, to to step in if if it's needed, and have my uh, my part of of that uh, all that uh, things, so I think it's it's the best way uh, to treat a patient. Yeah, multidisciplinary. So so, so kind of. Um Pursuing a holistic, yes. uh, holistic treatment for yes. the patient. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, that, that sounds all, all sounds very um, very interesting. Um, I'm actually curious if we're moving on to 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 the future. What is something that you would like to see or like to do uh, with this job in the future? Well, that's a big question, um, but I can say something about it. Um, what I see, uh, um, we, we all g get sick someday. We all know that we are going to die and most of us are getting a disease. Or, uh, um, and um, medical science is, um, well, we, we can do a lot to, to, uh, get, to help people staying alive. Ex uh, if, if I see it, uh, I see a lot of heart patients and if I see what, uh, is possible in the cardiology it's it's amazing if you can see and, and, and then I have about uh, then I speak about technical solutions for uh, uh, cardiac fail, failure uh, um, and that uh, is uh, is making possible that, that the patient stays alive and then you think well <laughs> that's exactly what you want but it is heavy for people to uh, to live with all those technical things and to uh, uh, and the quality of life isn't always uh, that good, so it's a struggle for patients to 
uh, to become 90 or, or, or very old, but they uh, cannot do a lot with that age or with, that, uh, with all those years. So I think it's good to have more attention for um, what it does mentally uh, to people uh, that you have to cope with uh, uh, physical failure, with regression, with uh, all the issues that uh, come to, to come with, uh, with uh, the disease and that um, medication, op operations and uh, all the technical things uh, keep you alive, but is it, is it always worth it? I think it's an ethical uh, uh, debate, uh, but I think it's, it's really important to, to talk about that. And I think there's a role for psychologists in it. And if you ask me what uh, specifically I want to uh, do in the field is that I hope that in the Department of Cardiology, it's normal that you also uh, visit a psychologist to talk about your cardiac disease and the impact it has on your life, on your quality of life, on your uh, family, on your children, etc. So I, I think it should be more normal uh, to talk about that kind uh, uh, of things and the impact it has on your life than uh, only about the medical and technical aspects of your disease. Yeah. So okay, what you, you find important and you hope that uh, is something that gets uh, recognized or maybe emphasized more uh, yes. later um, is that, well, there's not only a focus for people uh, or more um, a focus for people's mental well-being and their quality of life. And um, it's kind of more on the same level uh, with their physical well-being as well. Yeah, and it's not normal now. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's it's beginning to... to, uh, to there's more uh, still uh, um, there's getting more attention for the mental well-being of patients, but I think it's uh, it could be a lot of, a lot better. Yeah, well, it sounds really it really sounds like you have a like a vision of what you of what you want to see later in the field and Absolutely. how you could work on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and now as a, a last thing for all the well, listeners at home, they're mostly uh, students, and I'm curious if you have a um, if you have a tip for them, like if you can give them a tip as being a student, what would you tell them? Well, if I, um, I, I would say don't give up <laughs> uh, because if I uh, look back at my uh, time as a young psychologist, just graduated, I, I, I thought it was difficult to find the job I, I loved. Uh, it took me some years to get at the, at the, at the job I really wanted to be. Um, and uh, um, so, yes, I want to say to young psychologists, uh, uh, stay um, at uh, um, the, the course, uh, the course uh, you want to follow and don't mm -hmm. give up so soon, too soon. Uh, because uh, it, oh, um, maybe it, took, it, it takes some years to get there. But it's worth it, and <laughs> you have a lot of years to to work because I thir I'm 37 now, so I have uh, 30 years of work uh, ahead of me. Uh, and if you are 21, 22, 23, it's not it's not um, uh, it's not it's it's not it's not erg. Um, it's not bad. Not bad to uh, uh, to take a, a couple of years to find out what you want and what is the uh, the workplace you want to work for so don't give up 
<laughs> and and stick stay with your own uh, path. Oh, I think that's a very nice uh, nice message to uh, end of the episode with. So especially, I think especially in these times, of course, it's very important that you uh, that you stay motivated and that you really know what you are doing it for. And uh, I think that's a very good point. So Mariah, thank you very much for today. Um, Welcome. And I hope you've all enjoyed it and uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>